think that, especially in our 20s, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to have sparkle? Oh my goodness, yes. Like, and the other element of that is to always be having the best time. I think this was sold this like very hyperbolic narrative around like, this is meant to be the best years of your life. Hey chicks, I'm Al. And I'm Sal. And this is Two Broke Chicks, the show that shares life lessons because we are broke in funds but rich in life. And today we have bestie of the show in <laughs> Jem. Hi. So you may know Jem from the incredible podcast, The Psychology of Your 20s. We are their number one and number one fans. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even rank us. We go a, a level beyond, baby. <laughs> yeah. We're and obsessed with Jem. We've had a lot of DMs recently about people feeling like they've lost their sparkle. And not going to lie, I feel like in the last like month, the three of us have also had chats about this and how we were feeling. So we thought we'd jump on the horn <laughs> and chat through it. So welcome to the show. Welcome back. Thanks. It's so funny that I'm like a special guest, even though we see each other all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. these guys might not know. We work together I guess I know. like we have a little office space together yeah so we have an office space with Jem and Maddie McRae who also records at MIK because mm-hmm. um, we were all sad <laughs> so, yeah. so we all got an office that's the sparkle thing that's we the were, sparkle I remember being like inviting you guys out for lunch like I was like do you guys want to get lunch with me <laughs> and then we got lunch and I was like all right I'm just gonna put all my cards on the table I'm so lonely and I'm so sad exactly and we were like us too exactly <laughs> Yeah, and it felt great. I mean, we're probably jumping in a bit quick, but I think even just like being honest about that Mm. was one of the best things that like you can do. But before we get into the episode, we start with our life lessons of the week. So, Jem, you said that you've got a story for us. Is that your life lesson? Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know if I can tell this story on it. I'm going to do it. (laughs) I'm going to do it. Um. I don't know how to turn this into a life lesson. We'll make it work. Oh, yeah, right. We'll I've got a life work. lesson. Yeah, we'll find the lesson for you. Yeah. So last night my boyfriend comes home from out drinking with the boys. Mm-hmm. Slash post-work, like he won a case, whatever. Mm. Um, and he's like, I'll be back at 9.30. I was like, amazing. Like, I felt like such a little housewife. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, I've made dinner. Like, I've got dinner ready. Wearing, like, cute pajamas. Yeah. And I was like, my, my man's coming home. <laughs> Anyhow, shows up at 12 hammered like so hammered walks in the door and he goes oh oh." burps and goes i love you so much and then goes wait yeah wait that's the first isn't that the first time no it's not the first time can you imagine i thought because i thought you guys hadn't said it yet no we said it like a month ago i just didn't update you imagine oh great that's fine uh, see how it is yes we're not that close (laughs) (laughs) i just assumed that i had i feel like the flowers were a giveaway yeah Yeah, true but anyhow then he proceeds to go i love you so much burps and then goes and (gasps) vomits into the bin next to my bed and then (gasps) proceeds to be sick the whole night and he's sitting there going oh, this is so unfair. This is so unfair. And then accidentally moons my roommates after getting out of the shower. And the thing is, after that, I loved him even more. I was literally like, wow, this is this was such a bonding moment. Mm-hmm. So I think my life lesson is like things that are vulnerable aren't always bad for your relationship. Oh, that's like, such a great life lesson. What's your boyfriend's name again? You don't Tom. have to say it. Tom. Okay. We can cut that though. Yeah. I keep it in. Yeah. I Tom Cat. Tom Cat. I am your boyfriend. That's me. <laughs> like I swear, like in relationships, you're either your partner or you're you. Mm. And 
I'm the partner that comes home later than they said they were coming yeah. home. Absolutely blind drunk, being like, I love you <laughs> so much. <laughs> and then I proceed to cry because I have a phobia of vomiting. And then I'm like, don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, same. And every time, and then I start, oh my God, recently, I don't think I've told you about this. What? Last weekend, I was catching up with an old friend from high school, like the one friend I do have from high school. And, um, we were, all went out, like her boyfriend came and my boyfriend came and we all went out on like a little double date night. And then we got home, we went to bed and I was so drunk. I got mad at my boyfriend for not respecting the cat's opinion. What? I don't know. But- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was literally, he was like, do you remember what you were ranting to me about last night? And I was like, of course I don't. Don't bring it up. <laughs> don't you know stupid. I don't. And then he was like laughing and he was like, you got upset because you went, you don't even think about Binks' opinion. You don't care about her opinion. And I was like, ask her what she wants. Was she like, meow? She just hit me like, meow. She's like, like, yeah. Oh, my God. I thought it was so funny. I was like, just don't listen. He was like, I wasn't. But I was lying on his chest. And apparently I was being like, are you laughing? And he was like, no. (laughs) No, this is serious. No, of course not. And then I would like go back to laying on his chest and he'd be like. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, the man deserves an award. I think that I do get that point though. Like the role reversal there. You are Tom. I am Tom. You you two are one and the same. Yeah. Me and Barbie. Yeah. You and Bobby are the same. And then me and Tom. Who are you in your relationship? that's also me my yeah. standard is that I'll be like yeah I'm coming home I'm having one and I'm coming home at 8 30 and Chris was like yeah right I'm not even gonna bother you don't know why it's because we're always together yeah we're always together <laughs> and then I come home at like 3 a.m and I'm like oh sorry I forgot to check my phone and then uh, and he's like you can just say you want to stay out and I'm like <laughs> You're like, the moon turned red and a bald eagle came down and swooped down and stole my phone. That is what happened. I swear. Yeah. All right. What's your life lesson? Well, I'm going to keep mine short and sweet and I'm going to piggyback off of gems, but I feel like when you're in love with someone, the things that you would find an ick are no longer an ick. That's how you can tell that you're actually in love with someone. Because the things that would usually turn you off, like the vomiting and the burping or like seeing them wear a shirt with just undies and no pants, that would give you the ick if you weren't in love with them. But if you're in love with them, you're like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't even phase you. You're like, that's the hottest thing. So I think that's thing. a good sign. Mm. Thanks, Someone guys. you love won't give you the ick. That's I agree. Yours. I like it. My life lesson is to put your phone away before bed. It's pretty boring. But mm. recently invested in a lockbox to literally lock my phone away from me because I obviously can't tell myself what to do. She's unruly, honestly. <laughs> I'm like, Alex, no. And Alex is like, bleh. And I'm like, well, can't tell her what to do. But I just am so bad with it that it's not even mindful. Like when I pick yeah. it up now, like it's just, I'm like, how did this appear in my hand? So I got a little lockbox and I lock my phone away at like 10 p.m. I also tell Alexa to tell me that it's time to put it away mm. and works a treat. And because Alexa will keep telling you to do it. Yeah. Until you turn her off. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Fine, I'll do it. Yeah. And yeah. it's been really nice. It like physically forces you to put your phone away. Yeah. Because ever since Daylight Savings came in, my sleep has just been so cooked. Because mm. like I am not used to eating when it's light. So I'll eat at like 8.30, which is so late. I know. It's True. so late. I didn't even think about that. Mm. 
I'm like, mm. it's six thirty, but it's still light. I'm like, this is the middle of the yeah. afternoon. This yeah. is lunch. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's my life lesson. Nice little quick one. Mm-hmm. But let's jump into the episode. The so episode. as we kind of were saying before, I think there's there's something in the air at the moment that we're all kind of feeling a little less sparkly and you a know, bit flat. Yeah. The three of us have been feeling it recently and from our DMs as well from the chicks. Everyone's been kind of feeling it in different parts of their life, like with their relationship with themselves, with friends and with romantic relationships as well. So we wanted to get Jem on the pod to talk about it. But I think what I wanted to start the conversation with first is that you don't have to be sparkly all the time. Like if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I am so flat, I'm so boring, I'm all these like really nasty things that you're saying to yourself – You cannot be sparkly rainbow unicorn farts all the time. And I was saying this to Jem last Last night that in those moments that you are feeling shit or maybe you're feeling like other people are doing better than you or you're feeling imposter syndrome or whatever that is, remember that your idol is like literally going through the exact same thing. Whoever you look up to, they experience imposter syndrome every day. And if that doesn't work, remind yourself that at one point in time in their life, they have had diarrhea (laughs) and it works every time. It really does. You sent that to me last night and I was like, oh, peace. Yeah, at one point in time, Kim Kardashian has had the sheets. She definitely And that makes me feel better, not because I want anyone to be going through anything Mm -hmm. bad, but because it makes me feel a bit more human. Yeah, exactly. That these people that we put on pedestals and compare ourselves to and be like, look, they're so sparkly. They've got it all together. They're so happy all the time. They're not. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I also think it's interesting because sometimes I think I get messages, I'm sure you guys get these as well, where they're like, you're like, you just seem like you have your life together. Mm. And like, oh, I love your podcast. I want a podcast like that. And it's so funny because then I look at the people who I admire and I think the same thing about them. And it's like, I think that people would be shocked and horrified if they realized how much I genuinely have the most intense imposter syndrome ever. And I talk about it with you two all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, when is this going to end? Like, when are people going to realize that I'm a fraud? Like, I'm so burnt out. And then it's like, holy shiz, rein it in and like, just get on with your life. Like, Mm. and kind of just, you said something interesting to me, which I loved. This is just us sharing our advice, our mm. own advice back and forth. <laughs> it's but, good advice. Well, we're not gatekeeping. No, yeah, we're in the DMs, we're sharing it with the chicks. Yeah. So you said something really interesting to me, which is that like everything is probably going to, it might come to an end. Like your life is going to involve a lot of chapters, but it's also going to involve evolution. Mm. And sometimes part of that like evolutionary process of like becoming a new version of you is losing the love that you had for things that you previously thought were most important. Mm. And maybe that's like a relationship. Maybe that's a friendship. Maybe that's a hobby. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, I God. kind of extrapolated a little bit. But that was the sentiment. God, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, a lot of shit comes out of my mouth sometimes. But when you when you get the nugget of gold, you really hold on to it. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the DMs that we've been receiving lately – a lot of people are like, oh, I'm in a relationship and it's going really well, but I'm just not sure how I'm feeling about it. I'm feeling a bit stuck and same in career as well. And I think that we've all had this sort of experience too, where it's like things are going good, right? Like on paper, things are, are great. Like we're all like hitting these milestones, ticking boxes, but yet we're feeling like we're in a bit of a rut. Mm. And I wanted to talk about 
rut versus routine because I think a lot of people have this misconception that life should be exciting and new and different every day and it's like you can even have your dream job but if it becomes your nine to five and you're doing it every day or you're in an amazing relationship but you've been in it for a while you can take things for granted and it's like you always convince yourself that you're in a right just because things aren't changing that's when people start self-sabotaging too exactly yes and Mm, I think that that's not always the case but I think it's a good reminder that routine can be amazing if it's fulfilling you if it isn't fulfilling you that's when it becomes a right like I don't think that routine automatically means you're stuck and in a right right I agree I think it's also like you can have a routine that's incredibly empowering Mm. but it's when you begin to lack novelty completely, yeah. when you become like way too stringent with it, that's when like your brain is going to be like, all right, there's nothing new here. Time to self-sabotage, time to go and take some risks, but also like time to kind of shut down a little bit, like mm. go into a bit of hibernation mode. And yeah. that's when you lose your sparkle. Mm. Mm. Do you think that, especially in our 20s, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to have sparkle? Oh my goodness, yes. Like, and the other element of that is to always be having the best time. I think because we're sold this like very hyperbolic narrative around like this is meant to be the best years of your life, the golden years. You should be going out and getting drunk every night. You should be traveling the world. You should be, you should have a million friends and be in love and like figuring everything You're stressing out. Stressing me out. <laughs> I know. And like wild stories. And, like, so, wild and, stories. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, and part of that is like what we think of as sparkle. The sparkle is like the anecdotes. The sparkle is like that wild edge. Um, and the sparkle is like feeling good about yourself. Mm. But I also think that you can't feel good all the time. That it's like the biggest misconception is that you're going to be able to be happy at all times. Mm. And that's not possible. It's not possible. And additionally, when you face that like external pressure, like that social pressure of like, this is who you need to be in your twenties. And if you're not that you're failing, Mm. that's just going to like just completely magnify those feelings to begin with, because it's like, you're doing this like internal comparison between what you think everyone else is doing and what you're doing, not recognizing that like there's here's us three sitting here being like, we were all experiencing the exact same thing. And it wasn't until we like sat down and had lunch Mm. and we're like, honest about it that we realized and just even like had the moment of vulnerability because I know a lot of people feel this way and I feel this way a lot of the time is that I feel like it's my responsibility to like bring the vibes Mm. yeah that it's like okay like gotta have the funny little witty stories and gotta like just be on and like on isn't seven out of ten on is like 11 out of 10 and like I feel like if I'm not doing that I'm doing something wrong Mm. and it's no, no one else has put that expectation. No one else has that expectation. It's like the expectation you sit, set on yourself that I think when you don't acknowledge that and don't deal with that, that's when you can maybe fall a little bit further off that it's not a point of life ebbs and flows. You're not going to be sparkly all the time, but that's when you do kind of lose completely the sparkle mm. that you do feel like you are in that rut mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't know what to do. Like nothing's really giving me joy or nothing like I don't feel excited for things anymore so when we're feeling that way in ourself do you have any things that we can put in an action plan Mm. that we can pull ourselves out of a rut and and feel a little bit more like ourselves again Mm, feeling control Mm. of it as well yeah okay so I think the first thing from what you're saying like what you were saying bringing the vibes that's going to create emotional burnout so quickly 
so quickly because the same way that you would give a task 110%, you're giving everyone around you 110% to elevate their experience. That's like not sustainable. So I came across this idea that was amazing that I need to share. So it's about, we often think about our love languages in terms of how we show love to other people, but not how we show love to ourselves. So it's about adapt, like adapting those love languages that you expect from others and turning them back inwards. So like acts of service, like doing things for yourself that are going to make it easier, like making your bed in the morning so that when you come home at night, it's going to be all good. Filling up your water bottle like a couple hours before bed so that you know it's going to be filled. And so your future self is going to be like, really happy um the one that you always say is like gifts mm. <laughs> so, so I'll literally, i'm sorry not that. i'll literally go to me the other day she goes i'm like Aww. i'm really feeling bad and she goes you should go and buy something mm. and i did and guess what <laughs> i felt better i know this is like retail like, therapy is a real thing I'm in like, moderation yeah, yeah give wait, yourself not- like a cap like <laughs> 20 dollars i'm talking like Mine is a, like, Depop find. Like, yeah. I'll be like, okay, I'm feeling a bit sookie la-la, so I'll be like, $15 Depop find. And you know what I bought myself recently to make myself happy? I bought these dangly earrings of Michael Scott that said it's Britney bitch. For $12. Oh, so cute. Yeah. $12. That's $12. You need to rock them on the podcast. I know. <laughs> Your I next know. shoot. I was like, <laughs> they're amazing. I don't know when I'm going to wear them. But my brain says yes. Dopamine. Well, yeah. That's the thing. It's dopamine. Yeah. Like, and obviously we're not saying like retail therapy is no. going to make you feel, get your sparkle back. That is kind of unethical if I was to sit here and say that. But yeah, like physical touch, words of affirmation, like all of those. And what's the other one? Activist words. Gift giving. Gift giving. Quality time. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is the most important one here. 100%. Words of affirmation and quality time are the best things for you when you're in a rut. And I'm not talking about quality time with others. I'm talking about have some serious alone time. Or do something a little bit spontaneous and impulsive that's going to make you feel like you have novel, new things happening in your life that are giving you something to think Mm. about rather than the state of boredom that you're in. And then words of affirmation. Speak kindly to yourself. Mm. Some of those affirmations are just like so powerful. Yeah, I think leaning into your inner child as well Mm. in what you really liked doing when you were like 12 years old. Like what was the thing that you just loved doing when you were like little, there was no expectations on you. Mm. You didn't have to like turn it into a side hustle or something. No, exactly. (laughs) Being like, this is my passion. I'm going to earn money from it. No, just like if that's for me, it's going reading a smutty little fairy book yeah. and just like did that at twelve escapism. No, <laughs> I didn't. You freak! But I was like, reading. I, I was reading the Mortal Instruments, <gasps> and then the moment they were like the love interest was her brother, I was like, I need to move houses. I was like, Mum, I'm. Do you know my mum was literally that scene of Marge being like, did one of your fictional friends die? I would like finish a book. But like that was a thing that I was like, it just filled my soul, like just reading in like some little fantasy land that like Mm. took me out of the now. Escapism. Yeah, and just finding that thing that really does kind of pull you out of what you're feeling and reintroduce you to yourself again. Yeah. I think that's one of the best things that you can do. And then if you're feeling like that's not working, I think it's when you reach out to others. 
absolutely I think that's so important and do the other thing that I love to do is like parallel time with someone else do you guys know what this is no you guys it's so funny that you don't know what it is because you guys parallel time time all the time yeah what is it it's like where you just sit with someone else and you're doing your own thing it's kind of like body doubling yeah Yeah, but it's like it's parallel time it's like called parallel play it's like meant for children but you sit there and you're doing your own thing but you're doing it together so you're not like being emotionally drained by someone else but you are being emotionally comforted Mm, we do that all the time we always like codependent that's another episode (laughs) (laughs) we do oh my god we love like laying in bed reading separate books oh man together yeah do you know what we'll do if we're not even working from home together we'll go on a zoom and we just work while the zoom's on but Mm. we're working on On different different things. things and like not talking for a lot of the time that's really cute. But I think that's I think as well that leans into the friendships that don't drain your social battery. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that is exactly the first way that you're probably going to start losing your sparkle aka experience friendship burnout because friendship burnouts are such a thing that we do not realize and we internalize it being like why am I having fun? Mm. Like why am I with this group of people and I'm mm. not having fun? Why am I tired? Why am I overthinking? Why am I in my head? And it's actually not your fault. You're just burnt out in social settings. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's such a good reminder that you don't have to be like having fun with your friends all the time. Mm -hmm. Something I've realized recently, it's like if you're not enjoying yourself, you can just leave. I like, I don't know how it took me so long to figure that out. And if your friends love you, like they'll be okay with that. Sometimes you do need to kind of like practice like kind of the art of solitude Mm. in order to get back to who you are at your roots not kind of use other people to distract you from that Mm. major problem yeah Um, do you find that yeah and to like fuel that for yourself yeah I've become so good at saying no to stuff in the last like probably since COVID in the last Mm. year or so and um we've said this on the pod before but whenever I say no and somebody's like come on blah blah why not I always just respond because I don't want to it's really funny it shuts the person up straight away and it's like what can you say to that to I don't want to <laughs> because I don't it's want like, to and they're like oh yeah like you like I'm not being like oh I feel blah blah, blah. like I'm not even having to like do the whole performance of explaining why I'm like because I just don't want to I love that do you have any tips for anyone that is experiencing friendship burnout at the moment I don't know that I don't want to tips pretty dang good <laughs> I actually have a, a friend of mine oh she's so lovely her name's EJ and she's like going through a lot of big life transitions at the moment and they're positive ones like she's mm-hmm. about to move overseas it's so exciting. She's moving. Like, there's just so much going on in her life. She's about to leave her job, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yeah. Insane for her. And she has taught me so much about just being upfront with people and being like, I just can't do this right now. And I think that it actually starts with you accepting that behavior from other people. If one of your friends is like, I'm really sorry, but I'm just going to have to cancel tonight. It, just be like, yeah, that's totally fine. And like once you kind of create that environment from yourself to other people, it starts becoming, I think, more of like a group thing where everyone is more accepting of that. Mm. I think also if you're experiencing like social burnout, um, don't push yourself to the point where you are extremely lonely. I mm. think that sometimes I do this all the time where I'm like, I'm so exhausted. I'm so tired. I love my friends, but I can't see them. Mm. And then I don't see anyone for two weeks. And then it's like, you're just going from like one extreme to the you're next. You're like yo-yoing and yeah. then because you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. I need to like have some time to myself. Then you go to the other end of the spectrum. You don't see any of your friends for like yeah. two weeks. I literally have just done this. And then 
It gets like the second or third weekend you haven't seen your friends and you're like, everyone hates me. Oh, God. And yeah. I have no friends. Mm-hmm. And it's not true at all. Yeah. But it's the thing. It's like we kind of we don't balance it. We just go from one end of the spectrum to the other and it's not a healthy way to manage our friendships yeah. or like our own health. Yeah. And it's also the kind of thing to do in a friendship is to communicate that and try and manage it with a balance. Mm. So you're not shutting down every single invitation or bailing on every single plan as soon as you don't feel like it. It's like you sort of have to weigh up the pros and cons and when you can you know maybe push through the social battery a little bit more because sometimes Mm. when you show up and you're there with your friends you're like oh I'm actually having the best time yeah if I'd have stayed home I would have absolutely regretted it or just never knew how much fun that I could have had so sometimes Mm. you just have to like Mm. sit with yourself and really get to the root cause of why am I feeling like this why do I not want to spend time with someone Mm. am I just in a silly goofy mood or do I actually need a moment of solitude and you can always just leave my friend did this the (laughs) other day yeah we were gonna go to the Taylor Swift movie she came over. We ordered Nando's. We were yeah. about to leave. Oh. We Googled how long it was going to be. It was three hours. And we were like, do you want to not go? And she was like, yeah, I don't want to go. And I was like, me neither. So she literally came over for 45 minutes just to eat Nando's. I me. love that. And also, was- can we normalize that? Normalize mm. friendship hangouts being like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that we both needed. And then we saw each other last night We and we went and saw the movie. And we were in such a much better mood. Mm. It was to so actually nice. enjoy the experience. Yeah. yeah. And then lastly, what do you think about losing your sparkle in a relationship and then trying to figure out how to get that back? I find this so fascinating mm. because I think a lot of people lose their sparkle and and immediately project that or displace that feeling onto their partner mm. and are like, it's you, it's your fault. Like, And maybe it is to some extent, like mm. I don't know your relationship, but I remember in like, not my current relationship. Tom's perfect. Love him. Um, even though he vomited. Even though he vomited in a bit last night. <laughs> and my shower. We love you, Tom. We love and you, Tom. Tom's my never husband. met Sal and I either, but we know everything about you, Tom. <laughs> like, you that's what happens do. in the office. We talk about everything. We're like the sisterhood. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I was about to reveal things that I was like, now nah, let's keep that in. Yeah, sorry, It would be straight out of my mouth. <laughs> You're so good at being like, no, think about that before you speak, whereas I'm like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, he's got like a big boy, real big boy job. Yeah, yeah true, true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't like his girlfriend's like on two broke chicks being like, anyway, as you were saying, <laughs> back to relationships, relationships and sparkle, relationships and sparkle. I think st- stop looking at your relationship like it's going to solve all your problems and it's going to make you happier. Mm. A relationship alone cannot sustain you it just can't like you need outside sources of joy outside sources of like and I'm gonna say pleasure not sexual pleasure but like just happiness like hobbies and hobbies yeah. other relationships relationship yeah. with yourself and I went through like a bit of a, a relationship brought with my ex-boyfriend obviously was not the right relationship for me but actually that wasn't the reason why I was going through a rut it was because I treated him like a hobby Mm. rather than being like how am I actually going to continue to make sure that I'm the best version of myself in this relationship and so now going you know having entered a new relationship I was like in the first couple of months I was like all right like let's start doing some other things here I went and started boxing honestly if you're in a rut of any kind you've lost your sparkle go and freaking punch a big like 80 kilo bag for an hour and you're gonna feel so much better yeah we should do boxing but yeah I think curating your own hobbies Mm. um also 
prioritizing time alone to really miss them mm. to actually like want to see them to want to tell them things is so important what would your advice be because we get this question a lot as well how to keep the sparkle once you've moved in with your partner so you two live with your partners yes i basically live with my partner but we're not on the same lease he just stays at my house and vomits in your bed. <laughs> And in my shower. Oh, that's that okay. That's that's it was free easy game. to clean. Oh, yeah. Can I be honest? I just put the bin out on the on the sidewalk. You're like not my circus, yeah. not my monkey. I literally not my like, problem. I don't want to clean that. I'm just yeah. gonna put it straight that's in fair. the trash. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I would say if you've moved in with someone, don't stop dating. Mm. Like, don't stop dating your person. Like, they mm. should not feel like they are now this like family member. Like, they. You shouldn't have the same relationship that with them that you have with your parents when you lived with your parents or your siblings when you lived with your siblings. Like, also plan for the future. Like, try and always have something three months in advance that's exciting mm-hmm. for you to, like, work towards, whether that's a trip, whether that's, like, oh, my God, in three months, let's see if we want to redo the bedroom. Um, let's, like, throw a party for, like, it's one of our birthdays. Aww. Like, keep something in your mind that's, like, we're going to do this together. It's going to be fun. And also it's like just going to keep us looking forward to the future rather than being stuck in the moment. Like Mm. I'm so miserable. Mm. Not that I think you're probably miserable. That's such a good point. My boyfriend and I recently started introducing like no screen nights and no Mm. screen dates. So it's like on a Wednesday we just put our phones in a different room and like we'll play a board game or we'll still watch a movie but like we're watching the movie together. We're not like sitting on our phones half watching the television yeah. half scrolling on our phone or he's playing like clash of titans or whatever that game is that every boyfriend mm. plays i swear to god <laughs> and but it just it makes you a lot more in the moment because as i was saying i'm very passively picking up my phone a lot of the yeah. time or i'm like stressing about a post going live or something like that that like i'm not as in the moment in moments that i should be completely in my relationship yeah. that like i've struggled with that and then that makes me feel like i haven't spent quality time with my partner yeah because I haven't really watched the movie with them. We haven't had a movie mm. night together or like on the date I wasn't completely invested into what they were saying because I was like, oh, wait, oh, I just got an email. I need to respond to that. Yeah, your mind is half somewhere mm. else. Yeah. yeah. I think as well as that, like I love the dates, making sure that you have alone time, but also every night and every morning, Chris and I make sure that we have time to cuddle before we go to sleep and before we get up and go to work. Because just having that moment of intimacy together where you're literally just like holding each other, you, like not we're not talking about the day, we're not looking at our phones. It just means that even if you have the busiest day or you have a really hectic schedule and you don't have time to book in that date or work is crazy and you did, you know, look at your phone when you guys were supposed to be watching a movie together, it's like every single day you have at least half an hour of an opportunity to have a moment of closeness with mm-hmm. your partner and then that way it's not like weeks go by and you realize oh shit like we actually haven't had one mm-hmm. of those really special moments together it's something that's so easy that you can do every day and it's like the best way to go to sleep and wake mm-hmm. up as well I can vouch for that I was in there cuddle this morning oh, true yeah. actually yeah Sal was, Sal was the sausage you... and we were the burns oh, <laughs> you like because I sleep in a different room and then I like go and get into their bed in the morning <laughs> And then Chris is like scooting. Yeah. And they like cuddled us both and I was in the middle and Alex is on the end. You listening to me like you guys need some fucking boundaries. No. I freaking love that. It was great. And then I get a kiss on the forehead too when Chris leaves for work. Yeah. He's like, bye. Yeah. 
Oh, and he's like, have a good day, girls. Chickies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I just wanted to like wrap the episode in the fact that a couple months ago, the three of us were all feeling a lot less sparkly. And mm. it's not to say that, you know, right now we're shining bright like a diamond, but I think we're all feeling a lot better than we were a couple months ago. One, because we reached out to each other and two, because we did something about it. Like we put into action a plan, like immediately when we were like, we're really tired of working from home. We don't feel like we have a lot of connection. We feel like we need a bit more of a community because we're working so independently. We literally that week were like, let's find an office space. And we all like contributed. Like we were all on the horn, like finding places and figuring it out that it's not difficult to regain control of your life like Mm. because you are in control of that. So I think because when you're feeling a little bit in a rut and feeling a little bit less sparkly, it's so easy to be like, oh, my God, I'm just going to feel like this forever. You Mm. won't like. Mm. Just focus on one thing Mm. and try to improve that. And usually that has a domino effect into Mm. the other areas of your life. And I literally Googled this being like, when is this shit going to get easier? Like when you get older, does it get easier to cope with this? And I actually saw a study conducted by Happify and apparently while our while our stress intake continues to increase in our 30s and 40s, our emotional response to it decreases, a.k.a. we just give less fucks. So this will get easier. Like you will learn how to deal with this stuff as well and what works for you. So don't get stressed if you're in your 20s and you're like, I'm supposed to be an adult by now. When am I going to get my sparkle and just be like the best version of myself? You are her and it's only going to continue to get better, baby. Mm. Give less fucks. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're all trying to do that a bit more. (laughs) Thanks so much, Gem. Guys, I love you. I love love you too. (laughs) Let's go boxing. I know. So thank you so much, Chicks, for having us in your ear holes. We absolutely love to be here. And shout out to MIK Made for making this episode of Two Broke Chicks happen. Bye, Chicks. Bye, Chicks. Bye, Gem. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye, (laughs) guys.